Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. One, two, three. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. It's a hard next life. It is a hard next life. A hard next life. Oh, it's a hard next life. Knicks fans, and what is up, Barry motherfucking D? What is up, Craig? And good day to Jay, the blandest of them all, Blanderson Hoop. Good day to you as well, Craig. And what is up to Conrad, a.k.a. Knicks Illustrated, and I like to call him Knicks Ill, although no one has ever called you that, you said. Uh, you're the first, but uh, wait, give me a moment. What is up, Craig? Yes. I just, I've always wanted to do that. <laughs> Barry's the only one who gets to do it. Jay just, uh, you know, he, he abstains because he doesn't like fun. But uh, I'm going to just jump in there. That is accurate, though. He does not like fun. Please remix my voice so that I sound like, you know, a few octaves lower when I do that. You know? Was it too high? But you mean Probably. like a little deeper? You want it deeper? You want yeah, your voice a little deeper? deeper, a little deep. Make it, you know, like Clarkson Avenue crumb deep. <laughs> Conrad, let me tell you right off the bat, the you know, you've been on this pod once, but it was via voicemail. And that particular voicemail is my favorite voicemail we've ever received uh, since we've been doing the show, which was the one about you telling me that I have to take my son to the playoff game. Uh, oh, and was, I thought you were talking about the one where Conrad almost died with his girlfriend off a cliff. Oh, I forgot. That's right. He left no, that no, one no, as well. That was- that was a DM. I just DM'd that to you. Oh, that was a, that oh, was that was a DM? You, and then oh, you, that's oh, right. You read it dramatically. This. You read that dramatic oh, right. story. Hey, I he, forgot I, did, I read that dramatically. He, he added a soundtrack to it. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is actually, it's, you know, it's a true story. I was on the side of a cliff. Me and my girlfriend were screaming at each other like, don't, don't drive, don't, slowly, slowly. And then it was like, you know, Craig talking about how he, uh, you know, used to, do a shit game with his friends. <laughs> of course. Please let's let's curb this is okay. Can I give you my note on the pod? Let's oh no, here we go. Catalogical humor. It's too many shit like, stories. Too if many. If I shit if stories. I have to hear one more time about how you're good at like cutting off your poops, <laughs> like please, I don't want to hear anything about that anymore. I love you guys. I love you guys, but like you know, I don't love your shit. But I am I am especially good at it, Conrad. So. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> How am I going to recommend this to my mom? How am I going to say, "Mom, listen to listen to this pod"? Don't we don't recommend don't, you do I, that? No. We do not recommend moms you do, do not that. Like do not it. listen. It's not for moms. You know, I'm trying to get her into the Knicks. You know, this is not the way to do it. In case any of you don't know, Conrad is the. I probably know. You're fucking famous, Conrad. I'm kind of a big deal. The genius. The genius behind. The, it's like a weekly webcomic. Is it still weekly or it's just whenever the fuck you want? What is it? It's weekly. It is um, weekly. Yeah, it's weekly. I missed last week because I got into a uh, a car accident. Oh, of course. <laughs> no one noticed though. So didn't you, know, you do a Grimes? They... Didn't you do a, a Quentin Grimes thing after his big game? Uh, no, that was just like a rehash of an old 
thing. Oh, okay. Blandy's an artist too, right, Blandy? Not in a long you consider time. Consider yourself Craig. an artist still? It's Not in a long it's been time. Been a long time. What do you think of Conrad's work? His skills. Why are you putting me on the spot? I think he does a good job. What do you? That's the, you are the fucking blandest. Get the job. Fuck. He gets the job done. <laughs> I get. I get the job done. You, I mean, you can use that good Conrad, job in your in your promo, self promotion. Wait, you wait what are you looking? Yeah, that'll, that'll be my. What are you looking for me to say? Could you be a little more gracious to our fucking guest here, Blandy? He does a good job. Get the fuck. You're the worst. You are the worst. What do you want me to? Well, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be calling him Blandy the whole time, so that'll be my revenge. <laughs> What what am I supposed to say? <laughs> well, do you like do you like the color in the comic? Is it good? I enjoy the color. The draw- I, I like the color. You know, yes. he he draws all that stuff all by himself, Bland. Really, all by himself. Yeah. Remember when I asked you to design the platypus yeah, t-shirt? I and you fucking grab some fucking platypus graphic well, off the internet. I thought you were gonna draw something nice. And it was the worst thing. Do you have? Do we have that, Barry, for Conrad to look at? I don't have it. No, what? I Man, retired my up. pencils a long time ago. You showed it to someone like a week ago. You're gonna put platypussy on a t-shirt? Well, it wasn't gonna platypussy. say platypussy. All right, let's get on with it. Wherever you listen to the show, remember leave us a five star rating and or a positive review. And please subscribe to the one podcast that will do anything to make you feel better. Right, Barry? We'll do anything. Barry, what will we not do? What will we not do to make you feel better? There's plenty of things I wouldn't do. Let me just cut right to it. Will we sing to make them feel better, Barry? Yes, Craig. A lot of of Knicks fans have been really feeling really, really sad lately. Are you reading a script right now? Are you reading a fucking script right now? No. No. All right. A lot of Knicks fans have been feeling- You're like feeling, staring at- We're off to a great start here tonight. Great start. <laughs> yeah, we're off the- you're, you're never going to have me this back. This is a great we're start. We're off the rails already. No. What are you fucking- I, This is like a rehearsed thing you're saying. Well, what, what I was going to say is a lot of people have been feeling really bad and shitty about the Knicks, and I have advice for them, which is simply remembering your favorite Knicks things. And it's in the form of a song based off of the- These are my favorite things. These are my favorite things. That's right. And, and Barry sent me a version of it, pre-recorded version of it earlier this week. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll tell you right off the bat. I know, and because I said this to you as well, I know it's cringeworthy, but oh, I'm going to fucking barrel through it anyway. I'm willing to do that. You know, sometimes you have an idea in your head and you fucking do it, and then you're like, Ugh, "Okay, maybe this isn't so." I'm I'm really building up. Well, is, is it but, as cringe worthy worthy as uh, Craig talking about how good he is at cutting off his shit? It's funny for someone who doesn't want us to talk about cutting off our shits how much you're talking about cutting off our shits. <laughs> you know, honestly, I have like I'm like traumatized by it. Like I think about like some, sometimes I'll just be sitting around and I'll be like remembering that you said that. Are you traumatized because of that, or because you were about to go off a cliff while I was talking about that? You know what? That's a good point. Don't you think that's part of it? That's right, why. Maybe, that maybe there's some anxiety attached. Barry, to it. Are you are you singing this or are you speaking this? I'm singing. He's singing it. Oh, okay. And you got to hear the version I he sent me. He's trying so hard to sound. Well, it's probably so gonna be good. the same way I'm gonna do it now. It's the only way I know. <laughs> okay. Well, that's coming later. That's just a little tease. Oh, so it's not right? now. Okay. If anyone's looking to place a bet, go where Barry goes. Go to betonline.ag. Barry, are you totally broke by now, or have you stopped betting on the Knicks? I'd rather not talk about it, Craig. <laughs> How much are you down now? Really? 400 yeah, bucks. we want to know. You're down 400? I'm down 400 on the season, yeah. And when are you going to stop betting well, on the Knicks? Well, that's the thing. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm approaching. 
I'm approaching the territory soon. I'm not there yet, but I'm approaching the territory soon where you got to say, all right, enough is enough. I'm not there yet, but okay, almost. Well. He's down a fifth of a bike. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, Barry, keep on heading over to the new updated desktop or mobile website to lose all your money. Sign up today. Get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. I don't give a fuck. Gambling is dangerous and people need to know. Right, Barry? That's right. You win and you lose. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-50 to receive your bonus. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. It's been a great fucking December. Mm. A great fucking holiday season here so far for the Knicks. The season of not giving us fucking shit, Barry. Seven games in December. We have lost six of them. <laughs> it's six of them. We've actually lost seven of eight. Latest losses are the Raptors, the Bucks, the Warriors. COVID has struck our team. It struck everyone, but it struck our team. RJ, Obi out. Grimes had a great game. His first start, right? Rookie record for the Knicks in three-pointers. And he got, I don't know if he got COVID, but... He, He's in health and safety protocols. Wally Zerbiak knocks up Rebecca Harlow. That's pretty big news. Maybe the best news of the fucking week. We're going to get to that. Steph Curry breaks <laughs> a record at MSG. Oh, I'm, I'm going. I'm still going, man. This is monumental, <laughs> though. Like, come on. We're going to get... We got to slow down and talk about that. No, we're going to talk about it all. He's just laying it out there. I'm just laying it out there. Young players on the Knicks. Deuce, Grimes, even Kevin fucking Knox outplaying... Some of these multi-million dollar deals we've signed Knicks to. All right, we're going to get to it all, but how can we not start with the shocker? We've been watching that bump on Rebecca Harlow grow for months now. <laughs> I don't even think any of us were wondering whose bump it was. Who's, do people say that? Whose bump it was? No. People don't they say even that. played that video. They even played that promo on Friday Night Knicks of her and Wally and that other fucking guy that I can never remember his name. Bill Pito. <laughs> dare you <laughs> dancing next to the car <laughs> with that door open i was just sitting there like watching that being like wow she's really dancing like that all pregnant but i had no idea she was dancing like that all pregnant with a little baby zerbiak in the belly Wally, right up the middle. oh what a clip from <laughs> right up the middle that's right i'm only in and out <laughs> What is that? I missed that one. I'm only in and out. <laughs> is that Wally saying <laughs> Whoa, he came prepared. Oh, I forgot to even mention, Frazier has, has uh, COVID. Unreal. It's been a crazy week. A lot of losses. One big win for Wally. Barry, were you shocked? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were you shocked when you saw that news on page six? Sure. I sure as hell was shocked. I, I could tell you this too. I... I'm telling you, all the other guys on MSG are fucking jealous. No doubt. Bill Pito, Alan Hahn, even the married guys, Mike Breen, all these fucking guys are jealous. You don't think so? You're giving me a look. You think they're jealous? It's I just a weird are. thing to say. You think they're jealous? I do. I do. Not that they wanted to impregnate her, but you're telling me <laughs> none of those guys thought about it? Come on. <laughs> thought about impregnating her? Thought about impregnating her? her? Yes, she's one of the few females and an attractive female at that. On the I don't think they the thought about impregnating her. Maybe. Not impregnating, oh. but you know, um, could have picked a better hold spot. Hold on, hold on. Don't. I'm like in the laughter. I'm missing all your Josh Blaney. You got to have a little better timing. What was that one? Um, couldn't have picked a better spot. 
Don't you think that they knew this shit was going on, though? They weren't of shocked course they when they knew. saw it. <laughs> Conrad, did you have any idea? How did, how did Nick's Twitter is like the most... It feels made up. You know, up. everything. It feels, it feels made, made up. up. Are, we, are we sure that that's not going to be like an April Fool's joke? In December? I'm not sure. I don't know, man. What, what'd she do? Maybe we'll find out then. Let me, let me tell you, he, he's got five kids with his ex-wife. Five. So this will be child mm. number six for Wally. So he's got, I was curious about that. He's not married no, now. There, he, he's divorced from his college sweetheart who he met at orientation at Miami of Ohio. And they, I think they divorced like a year or so ago or two years ago. Uh, but he, that's going to be six kids. He's approaching like Antonio Cromartie territory. Although his six kids are by two different women, not by like, you know, eight different women. So Blandy, what, since you critiqued or gave a critique of uh, Conrad's work, what do you think of Wally's work? Good for him. I think he does good work. <laughs> he, he did the job. <laughs> he got it done. He did good work. He got the job done. You know? I hate Wally, and I hate him even more now. <laughs> he's got such a Wally, Wally's one of these big face. Wally's one of these guys. He's like doesn't care that he's bad at his job. He's just like I make so much money. It doesn't matter. Like he's like I'm the man. I can do whatever I want. I, I'm terrible at my job, and everyone's just gonna have to deal with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. All right. So at first, RJ and Obi were out, right, with COVID. Grimes stepped up. Deuce played well in the last game, his his first big minutes of the year. Knox has played good in a couple of games. Players like Fournier are still struggling. Barry, what do you think about Deuce and Grimes and what some of these young guys have shown? You think it's I, opening up Tibbs' eyes a little bit? I sure hope it is. I mean... For one thing, Deuce McBride, Deuce McBride, we saw it. Even if it was for one game, he is an NBA player. There's no doubt. His off, off, um, his uh, his shot off the dribble is fucking awesome. You know, he was able to create space for himself easily. Um, he should be in the rotation the way I see it. Um, and you know, again, the, the Knicks don't have a point guard other than Derrick Rose. You know, you're forcing. Alec Burks down our throat as a point guard, which he's not, you know, I think Deuce McBride can be that guy. I'm not saying he's the savior, but That's I'm saying he's a solid capable. number two, man. A solid number two. Not That's a weird one. He's talking about Deuce. Like the thing I noticed with Deuce is that he plays with so much energy and balance and defensively he's, he's playing so hard and he's even like going up for rebounds against bigger guys, tipping it away from them. Just all the hustle plays from him. The young guys across the board, I think Deuce, Obi quickly. Um, they play with so much energy compared to our veterans that it's so frustrating that they sit on the bench so much. I felt you like know? he was taking when too we many need shots that towards the end. Who Deuce? Yeah. Yeah, I saw you two that I didn't I didn't feel that way. Um I mean again he was feeling it. He had hit a couple of shots early. Yes, but I mean we're trying to get back into the game every time. Every time we got it close, like they'd pull away again. And then I don't know. I felt like, you know, he shouldn't be the one taking the shots towards the end of the game. Not that, you know, obviously Randall is having a good season, but it shouldn't be Deuce McBride when we've got some of those other people out there on the court. I feel like if they're not getting it done and, and there was a lot of guys out on the court that day that just had nothing, you know, Fournier, Alec Burks, nothing going for him at all. So we saw the opportunity. You know, he had hit a couple of shots early, so he went with it. And, you know, to your point, Craig, about playing these young guys versus the vets, a lot of times we used to think about this like, okay, you're either going to play the vets to try to win or you're going to play young guys to try to, you know, you know, for the sake of player development, even if it's going to cost you games. But the thing is, with this particular team, 
this is an instant where if you play the young guys, it can actually help you win games. You know, we've seen what they look like on the court when, when you've got the younger players in there that it it's going to be, a, it should be a win-win for them. And I just hope Thibodeau can, can see that. You know, we think or we thought that this guy wants to win games. It's like, how are you not seeing what we're seeing? At least if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of thing. And so far, with when the young guys are in there, they're doing what they got to do. Listen, they're playing, I mean, in my opinion, they're playing the veterans just because of politics. Because it's it's hard not to. Like, you see when Kemba, who deservedly had to has to sit on the bench now, he was not playing well. Right, but and- is it deservedly that he's blackballed? That that he can't play at all, like even when guys are hurt yeah, and and are no. Are I mean, out. listen, I under, yeah, but Thibodeau made a decision, and it's hard for him like two games later, just because they've got some COVID things to bring Kemba back, and then if Kemba plays his pl- plays great, then he gets in an uncomfortable position. So I understand why Thibodeau isn't putting him in. Then it was dumb and short sighted the way that he said it. Like it was like such matter of fact. Yeah. Say you want to take him out of the rotation, and this is where we are right now, like. The way that he presented it to the media was so definitive, and it didn't have to be like that. Like, how many times have we seen coaches sit guys for five games and they want to see, you know, see what's going on? You can insert a guy, especially if you've got multiple players in the rotation that are out for health and safety protocols. Why wouldn't you slide him back in? Why, you know? I don't. I don't get why. I mean, not to harp on it. I understand that Kemba was playing like terribly for for however many games, but I don't understand why we went from he's getting 30 minutes a game to he's getting zero. Like why wasn't there an attempt to scale him back, bring him off the bench, like use him in sort of a different context at all. Like, and now it's like, we can't now it's like our hands are tied because of the way they just yanked him. Right. And there are a couple Um, of theories on this whole thing too. You know, like one is like Mm -hmm. one thing that came to my head, which I do not think is true, but it popped in my head until I thought about it was like, okay, maybe, maybe something's going on with his fucking knees. And he's been advised that he's got to get surgery right away. And it's like, okay, we're going to wait till he gets traded and then he'll get the surgery. We got to keep him off his knees right now because they're going to fucking break. But I, I don't think that's no. true for they, two they reasons. They can't one, do that. They can't. Number one, they can't <laughs> not... do that because they'll get fucking, you know. Why are you floating such can't. ridiculous thoughts? And number number two, all the players say that he comes to practice the same way. He's still, you know, giving all his energy, that this and that. So that puts that to bed. But what could be true is that they don't want him to get hurt. That, yeah, maybe his knees are fine, but the more they play yeah. him, it's going to be harder to trade him. God forbid he has some type of injury, then they're screwed. That, that's the one that seems more likely. I would understand that more if there was like a trade already lined up. But I still feel like the whole way they went about it is just odd of like, yeah, he's, he's, out. he's out. I don't think it's any of what Barry's saying. I, I agree. It is odd. But that's what Thibodeau has done. Alfred was starting. He was a starter. Yeah, and which then, was bullshit. And it was ridiculous, but Thibodeau was <laughs> the, the fucking same, most like, stubborn dude. <laughs> like, wait, why does Elf, like, the, the, okay, it's like two opposite ends of the same spectrum, right? Where it's like, no, Alfred has to start 80 games. <laughs> right. He has to. He has to. And Kemba has to play zero. <laughs> like, it's just this, like, extreme way of thinking. I think there's a middle ground in both cases. Like, I, I wasn't one of these people. I mean, Towards the end, I was like, yeah, let's just, like, please shoot Alfred into the sun. But I was like, during the season, I wasn't like, let's not give Alfred any minutes. I was like, let's try him off the bench. Let's try quickly starting. Like, what? why can't I, – I just don't understand, like, why is, – is Kemba a totally worthless player that he, he had to be completely excised from the team? But know? what I'm like, saying is – 
Thibodeau does this though, right? Alfred was starting and then he was gone and he was, he was not getting any playing time at the end of the bench. Yeah. After we had like punted on several playoff games for him. Yeah. Like, kept on starting him. We were all shouting that from like the tree, from the trees, like for a year, like, yeah. don't like get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. And then he does it when it's too late. It's, I don't know. I, the whole Tibbs thing has sort of like worn on me personally. Well, like Thibodeau will rather he would rather take someone who wasn't playing at all, like Quentin Grimes, and stick him into the starting lineup, than move someone that was playing well off the bench into the starting lineup. It's like he doesn't want to fuck with the guys on the <laughs> bench, you know, because they're playing well, even though the starters are like the worst thing you've ever seen, and they need to be fixed. But Tibbs is like, I don't want to change anything because the bench players are playing well together. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I wonder if that's because Quickly and Rose play so well together. And he doesn't want to start Rose because he knows that that's not going to go well for several reasons. But he wants to keep quickly and Rose together. That's my little theory about the whole thing. Because he was willing to take Burks out when yeah. we have a point guard in quickly, and we have a point guard in Rose. Neither neither of them got the start. It wound up being our a wing player. The last thing he wants to do is start Derek Rose. He was like forced into it this last game. He does yeah. not want to do it. I mean, it's not a great idea. He's he's our best point guard, but his body's probably not going to hold up to that level of stress. So lately, let's let's look at Evan Fournier, Randall, and Mitchell, who I think have been struggling. And up until recently, they were two of them are still in the starting lineup, but Mitch was our starting center, right? Mitch has scored in like single digits in every game for like except for one in the last 15 games or something like that. He, the last game against Golden State, 14 minutes, 2 points, 2 boards, 1 block. That's Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson. Evan Fournier, dude, Kevin Knox in two games had more output than Evan Fournier has in the past like seven games. Kevin Knox. Kevin! And Julius Randle, honestly, but he he did catch get hot against at the end of the Golden State game, but he's also been struggling. Yet those guys continue to get big minutes. They're fucking boring, Barry. More boring than you. All right? Barry, well, you're boring. You know, wow, I was I, quick on the trigger on that one. Can we uh, just really quick with with Randall? Because I know Barry, uh, Bar- did you tweet this out yesterday, Barry? It's just, like why is it either? Mm, yeah, trade him. He sucks. He's horrible. Or leave him alone. There's like no middle ground. There doesn't yeah, seem to like be a line on Twitter. In the sand. There's, there's yeah, no middle ground on Nick's Twitter. It's either he's horrible, trade him. He's a worthless piece of crap. Or just let him be. Give him time and yeah. let him be. He'll get back to where he was. There, there doesn't seem to be any kind well, of middle ground. Well, there is some middle ground. I'm in the middle on that, Blandy. I'm in the middle. Yeah, but on Twitter, it seems... And same thing on Facebook and all those Facebook groups. It's like... You're right. So, But, but Blandy, okay, so let me ask you a question. Because obviously, I don't have the answer and, and I don't think Julius has the answer. What do you What do you do if your mind is saying that you can still do all the things that you did last year... And you're telling yourself that you still have all those same tools in your bag, which is now looking like last year was fluky. And you see evidence in it a little bit here and there, whether it's for a short spurt and a half or a little spurt in the quarter. So that reinforces the fact that it's still somewhere inside you. And yet, here we are 28 games into the season, and you still can't become that player that you once were. What do you do? What are you supposed to do? He's got to keep working at it. They rely on him. He just has to keep working at it. It's an effort thing with him, I think. Well, that's certainly been an issue at times. You could tell that the effort there, he's getting frustrated. He's sniping at the officials a lot more. 
than he did last year. Yeah, did you see, I forget which game it was, but he turned the ball over, it was an awful pass, turned the ball over. And then it looked like, I don't remember I don't remember what team it was, but the other team, like it looked like they had a backcourt violation. He was fr- flipping out yeah. that the refs didn't call a backcourt violation. And it wasn't. But you just passed the ball right to the other team. And you're so worried about the refs. He, I'm telling you, he's a one-time All-Star, guys. He is a one-time All-Star. Are you right in the middle? Right in the middle, Craig? I am in the middle. I don't think we should trade him. I don't think he needs to be traded. I think if you could trade him and get something great for him, I, I would be. I would listen. I don't think he needs to be traded. He's just not your first. He can't be your best player. The weird thing All is, right, though, Thibodeau, it's like- Thibodeau needs to stop treating him like he's LeBron James. And he has to play a certain number of minutes. I understand he probably has to start. But if he's having a bad game, he doesn't have to come in at the end of the game. He doesn't have to come in and replace Obi if Obi's playing better. He doesn't need to have the respect after just one season that he seems to have. Have you seen him at the end of these games how he looks exhausted? You're talking about at the end of these games? Like literally like at like the last couple of minutes of games or Yes. Yes. Like he's like he was hitting those threes against the Warriors and he's like wincing and he his eyes are like maybe, half shut. He looks like he's struggling. Yeah. Maybe he's injured. Who knows? He does look tired. He does look burnt out. He looks exhausted. And it's not just the, the weird the crazy hair. You can see it in his eyes. He looks so is it he is it true that he's a he's a he's a baby at home and <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on. He looks like you'd look if you were up all night with kids to me. I'm not saying that's what's going on. He looks awful. He doesn't have that same confidence and and energy and swagger and positivity that he had last year. He's the total opposite person. I think he probably knows that this team isn't going places. I mean, he probably knew that within. But isn't he part of the years. problem? I know he's. I know. Look, there's a lot of problems with this team right now, but he's a part of the problem. Yeah, but he's also the only possible solution on the roster. But he was last so- year. I mean, he was the guy yeah, last yeah, year. He was the one that carried the team last year. He didn't have a lot of help. I just wonder if there's like a psychological thing that goes on when you're like, okay, I'm the guy. I don't have the team around me. It's all on me to so just do that for two full seasons. I don't know. I think that that becomes a little wearing because the effort thing is completely not the Randall we knew. Even in that first year where he was doing all the spinovers and he was like sometimes maddening to watch he was always high effort you know and now he just looks like there's not that like fire then he's not the guy then he's not the guy conrad two seasons you're acting like he's been doing it for seven eight seasons and struggling two seasons you can't give up after one seat like you had one good season he's only gonna be good and be positive when the team's winning yeah and i don't think craig is saying by like craig saying like being the guy doesn't mean that he has to average 25 points and 11 boards and six assists a game that's not what craig's saying what craig is saying that if you want to be the guy all that means is be a leader for this team, set an example, yeah. and play your ass off for 48 minutes or however many minutes you're in the game, especially on the defensive end of the court. Don't sulk. Just play your ass off and hustle because that's that's what this team was last year. Yes, your offensive numbers were off the charts last year, but the backbone of the team, and you proved it yourself as well, was on the defensive end. That's what we want from him, and that's something that can rub off on players. Yeah, I don't even... I- and thank you for translating for me, Barry. You're welcome, I Craig. That's what I'm here for. I don't. It's not about the numbers to me. It's really about the attitude, right? The way he's leading the team, his 
the way he's playing within he's not, the team. He's never been a great leader. He, it's not his personality. But he was better last year. Man, the the first couple of weeks of the season, I was feeling good. <laughs> yeah, of, like, of course. Why can't we get back to that? <laughs> Have you guys seen these weird Mitchell Robinson tweets lately or Instagram stories? Yep. See the one that he posted yeah. recently? Yep. He wrote, one thing learned after every game, literally running for cardio and playing help defense. Let's let's get it, LOL. I don't even really understand what that means all that much. Do I think you be- that threw everyone for a loop. <laughs> what is he saying? That he's being told he's got to do more cardio? No, I think he's. I think he views it that he's not being utilized like he should be being utilized. That he's only getting exercise running up and down the court because he's not involved with the team, and it's not his fault that he's not involved. And he's like um, sarcastically saying, "Let's get it," you know, which is why he put the LOL at the end. It's it's it's, it's on the verge of toxic, in my opinion. The last two yeah. Instagram stories that he's written. Honestly, Mitch strikes me, these stories strike me as like the thing, the last thing that he was told by like the coaching staff or something or like the last tweet he read. And then he just repeats it because I do feel like Mitch knows that he's losing the fan base a little bit. He was like a sacred, a sacred cow for a long time. And now... Now most fans, I think, want to just get rid yeah. of him. And, and if there's a straw seems... on the camel's back that's going to put him in a trade package, it's these stupid little posts that he's doing because it's like, we don't need this. You know, if this is how seriously you take uh, being a member of this team, then screw it. We're going to throw you in, you know, with Knox and with the picks and whatever the trade is going to be, which I assume there will be within the next month. Do you remember how he used he... to play? How he would get down the court and he had like a highlight where he stole the ball and took two steps and threw it down. And yeah, he was, he was like a different player a yeah. couple of years ago. He is. He's also heavy. Nothing like his former self. He's not that much heavier. He, Come on. He looks like he's bigger. So what is it? Is yes, it the we weight? we all know he's put on a little weight. Is it the weight that he's put on or is it the coaching staff putting him in a box? What is it? Like, what, What's the change? We've, we've also always wanted him to gain weight so that That's he could too. go up against like Embiid and all of them. Yeah. And the, I, Mitch, the Mitch situation has a lot of the same hallmarks as the Przingis stuff to me. People don't want to admit it, you know? Well, it's a different level. I mean, Przingis you saw as a perennial, not maybe not perennial, but a multi-year all-star, you know, as a guy that, you know, was going to be not even a savior, but was enough to bring this team into relevance, right? And, you know, just between the injuries and, you know, what, what turned out to be, um, you know, his personality, this whole thing, it just kind of collapsed. But, I mean, Mitchell Robinson was never on that level. I don't think anybody ever saw him on that level. Yeah, did the fans cling to him? The social media stuff, like, really reminds me of Przingis in some ways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're like parallels. the wrong tweet. Sure. Yeah, right. and and also just the fact that we we all loved him, you know, and we were like, oh, like why isn't the organization? Why don't they reflect our love for him? You know, the same way that it was with Brzingis, where it was always like, Phil's a fucking moron. Like, why the fuck is he? Does he not realize that Brzingis is the future? And then it turns out that there's actually like an internal reason that we don't we don't see that's not like readily apparent. And for Bazingas, it was having a terrible personality. And also just, you know, his body not being able to hold up. 
I mean, having at, a track record. At this point, none of us really think Mitch. Like, let's say we traded Mitch or we lost him in free agency at some point. I don't think anybody would care. Give cares? You don't think he's not going to be a star player? I love Mitch. I was a. I am a huge fan of him. I was more of a huge fan of him. He's not. It's not like we're going to miss out on something. You, you you're can't gonna give miss, him a you're big You're going to miss one big block in a game, and you're going to miss like a high-flying alley-oop <laughs> dunk in a game. That's what you're going to miss. Yeah. You tell me you're going to miss two points and a fucking block? It sucks, but he's not worth whatever you know he might want at any he, point. He, he just isn't. When he came into the league, though, he was like a ball of clay, right? And we all got excited. We're like, oh, got yeah. this seven-foot, super, super athletic rim running center who can dunk anything dude i don't think i watched i don't think i watched more workout videos or practice videos or a guy alone in a gym more hours of that footage than i did of mitchell robinson you know whether it was him which knocking was, which down he turned out to just be or taking two steps he turned down out to the be court. gaslighting us man he turned out to be gaslighting pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. he can't shoot he can't shoot free throws like, wow have you seen his free throw form yeah. Oh, oh no. I mean, it's horrendous. He 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 has like three separate. Like he's a robot when he shoots. I'm like amazed every time he hits a free throw. Yeah. And we're he had us out here being like, why isn't the coach unlocking him? Like why aren't like, you know? I think I think that he has a habit of like living out his fantasies. We had on, we had um on Twitter. We had one of his uh, 300 agents on um you know two years ago and uh the agent was like oh just wait next year he's gonna be like anthony davis he's gonna be shooting yeah i drank that kool-aid i'll i'll tell like i'll i'll cop to it like i was like we have anthony dave like we are not trading mitch and knox for anthony davis that would be in- insane we have anthony davis and we have kevin knox the next kevin durant on our roster and i just i don't know i think to be honest i think the mitch love is also like like a bit of PTSD from the from that horrible tanking year where we won 17 games. Like there was nothing worthwhile on the roster that year and we needed to cling to something. So we cling we clung to the guy who could block shots, who could play decent defense, who seemed to have like a lot of upside, but he at this point it's been, you know, it's his fourth year. And he doesn't seem to be achieving any of it. Listen, we cling to every young player that we draft until we finally realize that they suck. That's what we do. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's not like, surprising. Well, the, We've got a problem. We've got a problem. Everyone wants to trade Mitch now, now that he has like zero value. You know? I mean, how much did we... I mean, I don't know where you were on, on Frank, but a lot of Knicks fans love Frank. You know, me included. I mean, the, the feeling I had about Frank was just that like, like to me, I liked him. I I mean, I, I really loved his personality, but if he had gotten traded, I would have been fine if it was the right trade. You know what I mean? He's not the player you, you cling to. I'm so hot on Frank. Now we're, now we're wondering if uh, Mitch and two picks can get us miles turning. This is like where we're at. It's nowhere near. It's not even close. No, it's not getting it done. I think they'd laugh at us. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> What, what do you think that would be a good trade for Miles Turner? Have you guys talked about that? I mean, I don't think it would take a lot more. Like, do you guys, do you guys want? Do you guys want Miles Turner? I I, I would take Miles yeah. Turner. He absolutely. seems to be the 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 guy du jour that that Knicks fans want. Yeah, I, I mean, again, we, obviously, we it, use. it depends yeah. on what you're giving up. I, I don't want to give up any of these, you know, players that we still kind of have in the oven and, and that are cooking. You know, Knox, I'm 
you know, as as good as he was the last couple of games. Yeah, he he's he's a given in pretty much any trade package of mine. Yeah, he's essentially salary filler at this yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So you want to throw Knox, you want to throw Robinson, you want to throw a couple of picks to get Miles over here, that's fine. What worries me is when you start talking names like Obviously, like R.J. Barrett or Obi Toppin or Emmanuel Quickly or even even Quentin Grimes because we don't know what he is yet. Um, that I would not want to do. I mean, the the fair trade that Knicks fans don't want to admit is that Obi for Turner would be the trade. I would not. Do it that. would be some some sort of like framework around Obi. Oh, that would kill me. Do. That would kill me. Yeah, I mean he he's he's like the lone bright spot of this season to me. Oh. Absolutely. Him and Grimes. Grimes is a bright spot for you for the season. He played one game. He played one game, Conrad. Oh, but I, I just, I get a vibe from him. I mean, I like him too, I but I mean, they say he's a bright spot of the season. <laughs> I know. I like 20 I, minutes. It's not rational. It's not rational. Like, I, okay. I liked him before before that game. Right. I don't know. I just, yeah, I, don't I, just, know. I don't know. It might it might be rational because there's not, there, what, what fucking bright spots are there, Barry? Well, to me, to me, it's like. Season? There's nothing. Which is sad. And it's pathetic. <laughs> nothing. And it, it hurts me. The Grimes is the bright spot because he's kind of unknown, and he and in his one start, fucking played awesome. He played, he played very good. There's no bright spots right now except Obi. Yeah, and Obi, Obi is the IQ. backlogged. I, IQ's not a bright spot for this season. He's playing. He's playing pretty well. He's doing what he did last year. I think. You think he's a bright spot for this season? I think so. I would kill me if they moved on from. If they were like, you know, we're good with Randall at power forward. We don't need Obi. Fucking, I want to fucking die. That would be the biggest mistake. You know what's interesting though? We have all these uh, bets who are clearly our best players, but we also finally have this young core that actually seems to fit together. You know, like like RJ looks his best when he's playing with Obi and quickly, and I guess Derek Rose. Derek Rose not being a young player, obviously, but but part like, of that he looks unit. better in that second unit where they're like getting out in transition and the young players seem to all fit together. Even Mitch, Mitch fits in that like unit. They all get out in the break, but you know, we're stuck. <laughs> we're still stuck not playing them, playing the vets. And I agree. I agree. Like that's our best chance to win. Randall's our best chance to win. You know, let's listen to some voicemails. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me. Blandy hit him. What's up Nick's fans? What is up, Barry motherfucking D? What's going on, Craig? How you doing? No, 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 it's that one fucking guy, Landerson, Jesus. This is Dr. Dickey, long-time listener, first-time caller. I just wanted to run some shit by y'all, get y'all's thoughts on it. What do y'all think about making a big splash trade? You know, we're about five days away from being able to trade Evan Fournier. I really think that we could maybe package Kimba, Fournier, Knox and I don't know, maybe a 23 first round pick. Maybe get someone like Dane. I'd even take a Ben Simmons. <laughs> you know, Ben is great on defense. He sure. can play the four. He can guard one through five. You know, he just can't shoot. We, we'd be fine with that. We would have a point guard that could get us 10 plus assists, probably eight plus boards, and probably 12 points. Wait, did he say? <laughs> yeah, he did. I'm glad you paused that, Blandy, because I'm glad you paused that, because I want you guys to buckle in. 
There's more? It's going to get crazier? Because, Craig, that's, this is that's one Ben minute. Simmons trade I would actually make. Barry, this is a three-minute long voicemail. This is going to be... <laughs> and I will tell you that this is not the only voicemail left by Dr. Dickey. We might need pauses in this. That, that, that's one Ben Simmons trade I would gladly take. Yeah, you want to... Who did he say game? for Dame? For, uh, oh, he's at the same thing. Kemba, Knox, and a 20... And a first round pick next year. That would go down as the sure. greatest trade ever made. Sign me up. You can <laughs> have right, Robinson too. Every fucking night. It would be great. It would fit. We need a point guard. Yeah, I'd even be fine for a Kemba Knox trade for a Tyrese Maxey. Throw some extra shit in there. Get the Matisse Thybul over there. We need Dr. Dickey. You're crazy, Dr. Dickey. point guard. And we could even use some improved three-point shooting. That's why Dane, to me, would be the best option. I know he's really committed to Portland, but shit. Anyways, I'm going to get back to my uh, trucking kick. Hope to see you all on the next show. Hold up. Hold up. Craig, you're going to have to splice this shit together. My bad. I forgot. I wanted to add into the list of players that we could get. You know, Drew Holiday would be someone that I would love to have on the team, but I don't think the Bucks are going to part ways with him. Maybe we could convince the Kings that they are so fucking dog shit that they need to get rid of De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox would fit great on our team. He is a kids kind of player all day long. I think that would be great. Also, side note, stop riding the fucking wave so much, Craig. Holy shit. It's every fucking episode. It's a different you. I know you know it, but damn, bro, just be even killed. Like, hey, we're not going to win more than 43 games. If we don't make a roster change, just go ahead and accept that. It's going to be a 500 fucking team. It'll be fine. Next year will always be better. There's always free agency that we always strike out on. So, I mean, you got that to hang your hat on. And also, I think talking about shit is literally y'all's second biggest topic on the game behind talking about the Knicks. Yeah, like, I, literally I every other episode. Diarrhea this <laughs> fucking insane. I don't mind it. Just thought it was funny that yeah. that's your number two topic. It's literally talking about shit. It's a number two topic. Fucking episode. It's funny. It's he lost funny. me again. Y'all keep doing what you're doing, and y'all stay positive. It, 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 it. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Had to throw that jab in there, Barry. Gotcha, baby. Oh, that shit was funny. All right. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> oh, Doctor, I think Dr. we should Dickie. do uh, <laughs> We should do Dice Yoshimoto for Kevin Durant. <laughs> That, that should be our trade. <laughs> there you go. You think we could get that done? What about Scott Perry for Dame? I should be more even keel and just, you know, suggest the most ludicrous NBA trade I mean, ever. If we trade for Ben Simmons, I'm I'm ending the comic. I'm not drawing that asshole. The, the Sixers in our yeah, own but division. Hey, for, that, for that trade proposition, though, you, I don't think you could say no. I would just avoid drawing him. <laughs> Why, why would they give us Maxi and Tybal? They, they wouldn't. For, for, <laughs> Ty, first of all, Tybal's untouchable. They love Tybal over there. You know, whoever, whoever comes to town is a superstar. They throw Tybal at him, and he does a fucking great job. And, and where's Maxi going to play? We already oh, have Maxi they love too, and they need him. He's their only point guard. I hate to say it, but we are not trading for anyone. We are not getting <laughs> yeah. any fucking stars this season. Just get used to it. Nobody on our team has raised their trade value this year other than Obi Toppin. That's right. And I'll right. Go Everyone on. else has dropped from Julius Randle to the fucking end of the roster besides Obi Toppin. Everyone's hurt themselves. We're not getting anyone. Stop fucking dreaming. We're not getting Damian Lillard. 
No, the superstars. We're not getting Ben Simmons. We're not getting any fucking superstar no. this year. We are not getting them. Superstars are not going to happen. Done. Have faith, though, in this front office that they will get you a couple of chemistry pieces that's going to bring up your defense and just be a fit for this team. You know, Thibodeau's going to have to shuffle some shit. But we're I think not even doing that. We're not of getting course anyone, they are, Barry. Craig. They're not going to sit with this roster. There's no fucking <laughs> We're not way. Be able to get anything. Yes. Okay. Let's all look go into another trade deadline, hoping we get someone, and we're not going to get anyone. We never. Last trade year, for Craig. Last year, this team Remind was pretty me. shitty. Per usual, they they had a lot of effort. They were pretty shitty. They got Derrick Rose. Was he a, a huge fucking oh, yeah. excited about it? <laughs> but it was almost like a Kemba type of thing. And he turned this team around. They went sixteen and five with when they got Derrick Rose. All we need is a trade like that. It does not have to be a superstar. Oh. It's got to be one guy that's going to slide in there that can turn this team that makes them. All we need is a, a fucking miracle. Team. All we need is a miracle. We traded Dennis Smith Jr. for Derrick Rose and struck gold. It's not happening again. Didn't no, we trade? I don't we believe that. For Rose when we were a 500 team, didn't we? I think we got to see how the next couple of weeks go. All right, Jay, play the next one. Who 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 doesn't need to get cheered up by a little Ralph montage? It's mm. Friday night. Go Knicks. All right, all right, Craig. No more uh, calling before games. It's not working, and I don't like to call when we lose. So I'll talk to you whenever. I thought, right. pause it, pause it, pause well, that's it. Much better than I thought that that was going to be Ralph's last phone call he ever, ever? made to us, to be honest. Yeah, it sounded so depressing because I get them and it's just Ralph being like, I'm not going to call you anymore. Well, he did say he doesn't want to call when we lose. I mean, so. Well, he keeps calling. <laughs> well, that's much better. The Knicks come back against the Raptors or tied. Go Knicks. Ah! Hey, gang, I was just listening to your podcast, and um, have you ever heard of a group called the Beatles? They're the ones that (laughs) sang that song. (laughs) Right. Well, we suffered Charles Barkley's guarantee, and we lost. So, uh, been rough. Bye. Uh, Nothing to bark about recently, you know? Just breaks your heart, Ralph. Just breaks your heart. And Ralph, you don't exactly sound like the Beatles when you were singing that song. So, oh. I got to cut oh. that off so that way we have that in the future. And then listen to this. Dr. Dickey is back. Blandon. Yo, it's Dr. Dickey after the Warriors game. Just got to say, Burks does not deserve 38 fucking minutes, Thibodeau. Come on. He's dog shit. Get, get him out of that many minutes. Also, Kevin Knox, 20 minutes. Look really fucking solid. Mitch, 14 minutes. The fuck are you doing? Two points, two boards, bro? Where? What? what? Oh, bullshit. Mitch needs to come off the bench. Let that motherfucker start. That's all I got to say. Peace. All right. All right. I got I to gotta pick up on that Alex Burks shit because I, I mentioned it last week and it's really starting to fucking bother me. I know they were shorthanded and that they're, they're going to lean heavy on their starters against Golden State, but you can see when somebody doesn't have it and someone does. And, you know, since that Kemba blackballing, Alec Burks has been leading the Knicks in minutes per game, putting up 39, 39, 43, 37, 39. Tips. I mean, this is a role player that Tibbs is trying to turn into. I, I don't know what he's trying to turn into. I mean, we know he's trying to turn him into a point guard, which he's not a fucking all star. Is he trying to turn him into the, the, the amount of minutes is crazy. Stop it. And as Tibbs for the is either all in on you or all out on you. Yeah. All in or all out. Yeah. As for the Golden State game, 
like it's okay to go into that game with a game plan, but we need more in-game adjustments from Thibodeau. And and it's not calling, you know, timeout after timeout after timeout for no fucking reason. Barry's angry. There's certain things that that makes me angry because I do do think Thibodeau is a great coach and there's just too many fucking things that are getting under my skin about it. Do you think Thibodeau is going to be the next coach after this season? What? He's definitely going to stay. Yes. Two years, he's going to be gone? I think he's got at least three. Yeah, you can't can't pull the plug. It's going to be his last one. No, Craig, please. Please. (laughs) I need some stability, Craig, on this team. I need some stability on this team. It's going to be Johnny Bryant next season. His defensive scheme is not working right now. <laughs> I don't I don't know how many open threes we can give up to uh, guys like Fred Van Vliet watching Julius switch on to him and then drop towards the basket because he's worried Fred Van Vliet is going to drive. Fred Van Vliet hits an open three. <laughs> I, like I don't I don't know how many how much more I can take of that. <laughs> like this is this is my thing. Like I feel like he, there's just not a lot of adaptability there. Like there's not a lot of like here's what the game is telling me. Here's what the players are telling me. Here's what they need. Here's how we can adjust. There's just like a very strict game plan, and he always sticks to it. Yeah, you could see with his rotations. He sticks to his rotations. Who's playing at the end of games? Who starts? I mean, you have to play Alec Burks. I mean, that's why people pay to go to the Garden. Barry, <laughs> he's he's. Averaging, let's see, he's the fourth fourth most minutes on the team right now. Yeah, but if you look from the time that Kemba went to the bench, he's in first. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Most minutes. And, and he's 26th in the NBA. And he's actually shooting better from three than he is from the field just in general. You know, when Obi Toppin had that career game the other night before he ended up being out yeah, with the 19 health and, and safety protocols. Game. And then Thibodeau after the game said, you know, he was he wasn't that complimentary of Obi. He said, you know, when he plays well, he'll he gets more minutes. And honestly, I thought that was so ridiculous. He's yeah. been Obi's been playing well every game. Yeah. Pretty much every game. Dude, there's Maybe literally the most consistent Nick. There's literally one game, specifically, one game I remember that Obi didn't have it and he played like dog shit. But that it was one time. You know, how when many fucking dog well, shit games did every other minutes? player on this roster have? Come on. Yeah, I, you can play Alec Burks when he's playing poorly. You can play Randall when he's playing poorly. These vets, Fournier plays. He starts no matter what. He sucks. You know what I but do want to see? When I... he plays well, he'll get more minutes. He's fucking playing well, Thibodeau. Yeah. The fuck does he not see? I hope he's the most electric player on this team. When he when he's in the game, he changes the whole game. That offense could be struggling. He comes in, he scores like eight quick points, and it's so easy. And then Tibbs is like, oh, come on out. It's time to get Randall back in there. Fuck this. I mean, Barry's kid is, you know, going to be like, Daddy, remember the time that Burks scored 14 points? <laughs> this is why we go to basketball games. <laughs> Daddy, remember that on-ball defense from Alec Burks? Uh, Daddy, remember when Alec Burks hit his 39th minute on the floor and he missed that layup, but then he went to the line and he hit one of two? And then I told you, this is the greatest day of my life. Daddy, how come they don't have Alec Burks' jersey in the team store, but he's the leading minutes getter on the team? Daddy, why does Alec Burks play with the same expression that you do dishes with? That's accurate, by the way. That's completely accurate. By the way, have you ever seen anyone in an Alec Burke's jersey? No. No, why would they make one? Do they make that? No. Fuck no, Greg. I hope they don't make that. 
Nike's like, nah, no, we, mm, I don't think He's so. lucky that they make it for him to wear, let alone for somebody else to buy and wear. Nobody would ever wear an Alec Burks jersey. That should just tell you something. It's so fucking valuable, though, because he's the only one that owns them. <laughs> Supply and demand. <sighs> Alec Burks, that great New York point guard that we had to play because we had no other option. So sad. He's got that that Alfred Payton deal that they had, that Alfred had with Thibodeau <laughs> last year. Fucking Alec Burke signed yeah. on that shit this year, man. Listen, he's and I like oh, Alec Burke. I like. Listen, wait. I like do they have the same agent? Don't, I mean, don't, I don't compare like to Alfred Payton. Alec Burks. They might have the same agent. Can, can we look that he up? He's not Please. Alfred Payton. Our research, our research. No, listen. Our research assistant. Alfred Payton, I didn't want playing. Alec Burks, I want at 30 minutes. I don't need him at 40. That's not him. You want him at 30? I don't even know if I want him at 30. I'll take him at 30. I think he's a good, a good fit for this team, no matter what line he's with. He just shouldn't be playing 40 minutes a game. That's taking minutes away from guys that should be out there. You see that, you see that baby boomer Nick's Twitter is like, I guess everyone owes Alfred Payton a big apology. <laughs> Yeah, oh that. yeah, who Tommy right. D? Yeah, he was the reason. He was the reason. Tommy D. Tommy yeah. D. I'm, I'm I'm starting to become convinced. Just like he knows the right buttons to push. That just sure. makes everyone mad. Yeah, the toxic engagement. What What can I tweet to get me 100 plus comments of all people who hate me? Nobody was blaming Alfred Payton last year. We had a good season. We had a good season in spite of Alfred Payton. No one blamed yeah. him. Blamed him for the worst moments. And we're not bad this year because Alfred Payton's not on the team. No. You think Tibbs would get Alfred Payton back if he had the chance? Probably. He would get Reggie Bullock back. Alfred. He'd probably, he'd well, probably love to start well, Alfred Payton right now. Reggie Reggie straight up was better than Fournier last year. Is, well, Fournier yeah, no doubt. Year. I know Reggie Reggie's yeah. struggling on the Mavs, I've heard. Now, but. I mean, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I liked the Fournier signing. And and that was comparing it to Reggie Bullock, but I mean, obviously now it hasn't know, seen what out. I've seen through. No, definitely not. I would sign yeah, Reggie Reggie bad. Bullock in a, in a heartbeat over Fournier. I so, mean, the best thing the best thing that they did over the offseason was to keep the whole thing flexible. You know, they they none of these deals like they're under where they're underperforming. They didn't work out how they especially Conrad. I mean, but, but, but they're flexible, right? Like none of the, none of the deals kill them. Even, but even they hurt. They, they do hurt a little bit. They, like, like Noel, they hurt Noel yeah, for $10 million a year. He, yes. I thought he had a good game. against Noel's Golden the, State. Noel was the one but, that was really dubious yeah. when they signed. Him. I mean, the, aside but, from that last game against Golden State, he's been, he's been non-existent, you know, well, he's also been injured a lot. Unfortunately. True. I mean, he's also, he's Nerland's Noel. Yeah. <laughs> Barry, we could use a little, we could use a little pick me up. You know, there's a lot, of, we, we're not talking about a lot of positive things no. in this podcast, but I know that you really want to sing. I want to give them uh, some words of advice, Craig. So, you know, let's just get it going. Blandy, hit that music. All right, here we go. Oh, Barry gonna be so bad good luck new york knicks game days mike breen and clyde frazier either the team or me winning a wager ob top in dunking like he has wings these are a few of my favorite knicks things 
Craig, you're holding in <laughs> Floaters from Quickly and Fast Breaks by RJ Randall triple doubles completing my parlay New York or nowhere, the bongs and the bings These are a few of my favorite Knicks things Dumb turnovers, not rebounding when they're losing bad. It's like a Broadway play right now. I simply remember <laughs> my favorite Nick's things, and then I don't feel Give it. So, so sad. Oh, sad. Get up, dance or something, Barry. Entertain us. Get up. Can you stand up? We need some more energy. Stand up. I'm not standing up. Go. 48-4-3 on a kick out from Randall. D. Roses drives Noel's blocks Kemba's handle Slam dunks and blocks by Mitchell Robinson These Kemba's are handle, a when few did you write of this? my favorite Nick's things Conrad snapping his fingers A bang from Mike Breen on a fourth quarter Burks three Clyde reminiscing about 1970 Dreaming of Knicks one day getting more rings These are a few of my favorite Knicks things How long is this? Is this going? Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. Sinatra vibes, man. It was very Frank Sinatra. That is the voice of an angel. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. Thank you. (laughs) Wow. Conrad, uh, what do you think? Oh, I loved it. I mean, not not. I mean, it can't doesn't reach the heights of detachable Enos, which is just Barry's magnum opus. But <laughs> it's a good it's a good uh, addition to the catalog. Okay, you know, you better be you better release these as an album at some point. <laughs> oh, that's an idea. There you go. For the, the merch, Hard Nick's Life the album. <laughs> I don't hate it. I just don't like it. Great job, Bravo, A plus. That was oh, really really nice. Gotta get you a record deal. Alright, y'all hear that music? That real music. No offense, man. I'm taking. <laughs> it is time for the news with Blanderson Hooper. Brought to you by Clarkson Avenue Crumb Cake Company, who's changing the crumb cake game. Barry. Are you doing it? You're the, you're the crumb cake prepared. guy. You're prepared? Yep. Oh god, let's Alright, hit that sexy music. I Blandy. stole this hit job it. like I was Alec Burks and Blandy was Kemba. Oh, god. Fucking stole it. (laughs) Looking for a gift for the person that has everything? Look no further. Clarkson's featured holiday gift boxes are sure to bring joy in the way possible. This gift features an assortment of eight individual sized crumb cakes in their beautiful holiday gift box. Flavors include classic, blueberry, raspberry, salted caramel, Brooklyn Blackout, Brooklyn Joe, mint chocolate blackout, and raspberry blackout. This gift is perfect. For clients, employees, office parties, teachers, caregivers, holiday get-togethers, and more. So head on over to www.clarksonavcrumb.com to place your order today. Be sure to hurry to get yours by Christmas and be sure to empty enter promo code HARDNICKSLIFE to receive 23% off your order. Stuff is good. 
Did you say empty? Jason laughing at every little mistake. I, I like to, no, I, I usually empty when I have one of those crumb cakes. Uh, just as, as someone who was turned on to Clarkson Avenue crumb by this podcast, I can attest that that shit is Good. <laughs> right and crumb cakes are a great gift before we get to the news they're a great gift for the holiday season right guys another great gift since i forgot to read this ad earlier <laughs> fake diamonds <laughs> <laughs> say goodbye to dull gifts all right Lightbox lab grown diamonds are the brightest yes. gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques they've cracked the science of sparkle creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price $800 per carat. I hate these fucking reeds. <laughs> they have the same chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but but they're not but natural. are grown in a lab. They're just grown in a lab because of their process. So they're not real diamonds. They're real diamonds. Are they? They're just grown in a lab. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, what does that they, mean? didn't, they didn't send you any diamonds to sample them? Yeah. Usually oh, they sent me a whole box shit. of them. Yeah. They sent you. They sent you a box of diamonds. Yeah, I guess. Usually that's we get free shit from the sponsor, and then they pull out mm. their ad like the next week, and we keep the free shit. What happened? I don't know. Did it look good? <laughs> it's amazing because the these ads we read. I hope that nobody's listening to these ads. <laughs> <laughs> you would think that if they we were, do. they would give some notes and be like, "You can't. This is not good." You would. I, we don't do any of these ad reads in a positive light, besides Clarkson <laughs> Avenue crumb cake. And that's and that's questionable. I mean, we all know we all know we all know you want to grow diamonds in a lab. Okay? <laughs> I mean, we all know. I mean, I mean we call no we call it a shit carrot. That's from the dirt. Is it technically a carrot? I don't know. We call it a carrot. <laughs> all right, let me get it's back a lab to lab grown it. carrot. Let me get back to it. They really do make any outfit sparkle. All right, so go visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds, never a dull moment. Which leads into Blandy's dull news segment. All right. So I'm going to lead off with, uh, you know, tonight is, uh, or we're taping here on December 15th, which is important because that is the first day that any free agent signed during the offseason can now officially be traded. So there are about 106 free agents that signed during the offseason. So obviously for us, that that includes Kemba uh, and Fournier. Obviously, you know, there there's talk of the Knicks making some sort of a deal. So that is officially now possible. Remember, the trade deadline is February 10th, I believe, the actual deadline. Uh, last night against the Knicks, uh, Steph Curry became the all-time leading three-point uh, shooter in NBA history. Here is the basket. Mm. Again, here's Curry for the record. It's good! There it is! Stephen Curry! The all-time three-point king of the NBA! Uh, at the end of the game, he, where he finished the game with 2,977. He, was, he broke Ray Allen's record of 2,973. In 511 fewer games than than Ray Allen did, and uh, if you were listening to to the broadcast, who did the game? Was it Reggie Miller? Yeah, yeah. Um, Reggie, and who was the uh, who was the play by play? A white guy. <laughs> I think I I could swear I, that narrows it down. He said Bill P- Bill Pito Bill Pito. That, no. no, not Bill Pito. <laughs> <laughs> Wally? <laughs> no, come on. Oh, Wally's baby. That Ray Allen. Wally was busy. Ray Allen took fifteen or more threes in a yeah, game four times in his entire career. Steph has done that ten times 
this year alone. No, the stats uh, are ridiculous. With Steph I mean, Curry. he's just gonna. I mean, by the time he's done, who knows how many hundreds more threes he'll add on. Now, I don't. I think the next closest active player is James Harden because after right. isn't, isn't Clay on there? Am I wrong about that? Uh, I, I know it's 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 Steph, then it's Ray Allen, then I think it's Reggie Miller, and then I think after that it's Kyle Korver, who's not playing this year, right? Isn't he on the net, Steph? And then I think it's James Harden. Moving on to COVID. Have you guys heard how many players have gotten COVID? <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. I wrote in my notes here that it's half the league is in protocols. I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration. I think it's 36 players it in is the nuts. last two weeks. You know, you um, get, I have my, like my Twitter set on like notifications from, you know, Wojnowski or Shams. And it's like, it's like every 30 minutes you're getting alerts. Of, yeah. Like, and it's not just, players it, it's not just players. You've got Walt is in protocols. Um, Alvin Gentry, who's the interim head coach of the Kings. He's in COVID protocols uh, as well. So 36 in the last two weeks, player wise is at least, according to Shams, is at least one player who's come down with the Omicron variant. Um, and apparently the, the NFL is looking into changing their, their protocol rules because so many people are coming down with it now, but they're asymptomatic that I wonder if the other leagues are going to look into that. Cause if not, they're going to, I mean, this is becoming a problem in the NHL. It's becoming a problem in the NFL also. I mean, we may get to the point where they have to start postpone, uh, postponing games. I mean, the nets are down like seven people right now, right? Don't they only have eight people? I think it's Harden and six other yeah. people are in protocols. They right did now. at least for last game, yeah. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, the Raptors, because they're cracking down in Toronto and in Canada, they are going to be reducing fan capacity by fifty percent at their arena starting on on Saturday, and they're doing that in the NHL too with the Maple Leafs and the and the Senators. But like Giannis is down, um, Harden's down, you know, Grimes, RJ. Obi. Giannis, Harden, Grimes. I love that those three names are connected. That's beautiful. There you go. Uh, speaking of COVID, Kyrie, I don't know if um, this is anything. You never know with him, but he posted a, an Instagram story the other day of him lacing up his basketball sneakers. So that has some people questioning whether or not uh, he's either A, going to get vaccinated or something's going on where the Nets are now going to allow him to play uh, on the road. Who knows? Uh, Danny Ames today was named the new CEO of the Utah Jazz. And then last but not least, our good friend J.R. Smith has ended his first semester at North Carolina AT&T with a 4.0 grade point average. Woo! I ain't even a lot. A lot of hard work went into that shit, bro. A lot of hard work went into that I shit. Tell you some shit you work for? Oh my god! Monday through Friday, eight to eleven. Wait, does he mean eight to eleven in the morning or eight to eleven at night? I think at night. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Jr. got a got a four Good for him. I don't know how he's doing on the golf course though, but he's he's doing well there in the classroom. Is he like living on the campus? No. I don't know. I doubt it. Is there? There's not a show about this. <laughs> Why don't you're you get right. in you know touch with these people? You're Craig. probably fucking right. There's probably a show we don't know about it, but next year or in two years is going to come out. And yeah, they probably filmed How could there not this whole be? thing. If he was smart, he would have done this. that. You know, yeah. I'm sure people would watch that. Yeah, they'll come up with a funny name for the show. You know, catchy title. I'd love to see him in some freshman dorm. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that. 
getting in trouble with the with the RA for having alcohol under his bed or something. <laughs> and that's the way the basketball bounces. That was a good segment, Blanderson. Thanks. This is like the longest show we've ever had. This is the longest, longest you, in a long time. I don't know why. It's the longest. It's got to be you. Time. It's that Conrad energy, that Nick's ill energy. Ooh. Nick's illustrated. All right, guys, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hardnextlife at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at hardnextlife. You can follow Barry at Barry Dork. You can follow Blandy at Blandy Hooper. And you can follow Conrad and his awesome shit at Nick's Ill. Right? Right. And I just want to say, like, from the bottom of my heart, thank you guys for having me on my favorite podcast. Not just my favorite Nick's podcast, my favorite podcast in general. Yes. I've been down with you guys. Since day one, I know I want to hear the end of how the plot line with Barry and that girl who came up to him at the restaurant on the sidewalk. Barry knows what I'm talking about. He's smiling. He knows what I'm talking about. Sure. I want to hear the hidden tapes. So. I think we can give you a little, we can tell you about it right after this if you want. We got to get the tapes though, Barry. (laughs) Why don't you tell me on the air? (laughs) I don't think we can. Barry, do, 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 is anyone important listen this late in the show? Will they make it to the end of this? I mean, probably not. His but dad probably is. What a, probably not, but it'll always be on there. You oh, know? yeah. Your yeah. dad might. I mean, if I die Wait, tomorrow what, what and somebody wants to go what back happened? and, you know, re-listen to every, you know, thing I've ever Enough said. Enough, Conrad, where yeah. we can't fucking say it on the podcast. Craig. Well, this is the trouble, having a fan on. So. <laughs> Again, thank you guys for having me on. It was an honor. Thanks, Conrad. Craig, I wanted to ask you. Thanks for you, coming on. Yeah. Um, if your itchy asshole is feeling any better. Oh, not yet. Um, I don't think Conrad doesn't want to hear about this. No, this is different than does. shitting. Then he can close his ears if he wants. For like a week now, I have had the worst itchiest asshole. This is the text yeah. that Jay and, and is, I wake up to this morning. You're gonna yeah. put you're gonna put this on, but you're not gonna give the fans <laughs> what they want and tell us what happened with Barry and that girl. <laughs> Barry, you have the you have the text there to read? Because I have it here. Oh no, go ahead. It says let's see first of all what time 841 AM. 841 AM this morning. This is in the middle of my I workout was, actually. So I was, off I was by the way, I was in the middle of driving to the train. I'm in homeroom. I texted I'm in homeroom with a bunch of kids. <laughs> I'm fucking doing sit ups. I've had the itchiest asshole for a week. Literally my asshole. For some reason, Jay, I assume you've had this. Anything I can try. <laughs> that's the best that's the best part of it. For some reason I assume you had this. What does that mean? And Barry's response is scrub that shit out, bro. I've been trying to scrub it out. It doesn't do anything. I was actually, my daughter uses these. It was the most awkward thing because I I was in the shower and we share a shower. She, she likes to shower in my shower. And she has these little, really soft little towelettes that she she like wraps her dolls in when she's showering. She plays with them. Okay. And I used one of those to, to, to scrub my asshole. Right. And the next time I was giving her a shower, she was like, she wanted that to wrap her doll in it. And I was just like, no, I don't. Uh, she's like, give me the, give me my, t- no. give me my towel. It's her dress. And I was like, no, uh, nah, you shouldn't play with that right now. I've been using that every morning. <laughs> that was still hanging in the same spot, like drying, or but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So it didn't make it to the, the hamper. One show yet. that really goes there. <laughs> the one podcast. The one podcast that really goes 
into Craig's asshole. <laughs> you used your daughter's doll's towel to try and get rid of I would your try itchy anything asshole. to get rid of this itchy asshole. This is torture. The other day, I don't know if you've ever gotten this. About uh, it was about two thirty in the afternoon. I got the itchiest asshole I've ever gotten. Is is it the itchiest that's ever been for you? All right. Yep. <laughs> if, you, if you want right to call spot. us, see what you can call us, right, Barry? That's right. That's right. We don't need to hear about your itchy asshole. Oh my god. But we will take your Nick's takes, your Nick's comments, your Nick's reactions to what we had to say for the past three hours, however long this fucking show was today. <laughs> it's been long. At 516-33-MESH-1. Have you guys picked out your white elephant gifts yet? Yes. I this did. Weekend? Yes. I, did. I ordered mine. It's not here, but I ordered it. Are you happy with it? Eh. Um. Eh? Yeah, eh. I have two gifts. I bought two gifts. Me too. And I'm going to decide which one I'm going to go I've, with. I've always, I've always struggled with this because it's like, it's supposed to be like somewhat stupid, but I don't feel like wasting my money no. on something stupid. I, I think the gift that you buy as far as what you're trying to accomplish, I think is subjective. It could be a useful or it could be shitty because at the end, remember, these things get traded around. So somebody right. may get stuck I'm with not, a shitty I'm one. I'm not spending my money on something that everybody's going to be like, this sucks. I don't want that. That's just a waste of money. That could be like the gift that's like. Do you remember when one year Barry gave like a an extension cord? No, no, like no, no, no. That's yeah. not true oh. because I, I it was a actually USB got charger. my own gift. It's a no, no. It not was an exactly. extension cord. It was a this power fucking thing. No, this plugged into a dual outlet. And it gave you six outlets and four USB ports. Conrad, don't fucking, fucking laugh. You would love to worst, have this. You would love it. Worst because I love it. Craig, Craig, Craig. You gave it an extension Craig, cord in a note that said, I spent. This is for you to hang your. No, is that not an extension cord? No. I spent hundred and twenty thousand dollars on my fucking kitchen last year, and I have this thing in my Holy kitchen shit. in the wall. Jay. Just, a spending what are you fucking bragging right now? You spent a hundred. I'm saying how valuable. Who do you think you are, Barry? I'm saying how valuable this fucking thing was. That it's in my kitchen. I didn't know the bike kitchen. shop money was that big. <laughs> it's really good. In a COVID year, it was big. Ah. It's Mike Breen. Half of that was spent by Mike Breen. Is it? Is it season tickets behind the bench? No. And no shit, you're buying. No, us went to my fucking kitchen. <laughs> Real nice, Barry. I know. You you went you put you put it into resurfacing wow. resurfacing your house. I'll tell you what, when we're doing when we're doing the white elephant, probably in your kitchen. Listen, I I got my present. Right, I, I don't think it's, <laughs> I don't think my present is a bad one. I, I think it's useful. I think Jay it, w- Jay when we're at Barry's house, should we start pricing everything out and try to come up with our <laughs> That would be a good game. That would be a good uh, game. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> hmm. These countertops. <laughs> These marble countertops. Well, it's got to be like what seventeen thousand. Uh, well, that TV alone that he's got in his Let, kitchen. Oh, let's see if we can get to the hundred twenty. <laughs> Did that include the cleaning out for the rats? Nope. Underneath your kitchen. No, that floor? was separate. No, that was separate. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, is it okay up there? It's right above your head. That area. I haven't heard anything. You know, we've had the exterminators back, so I haven't heard anything since they've been coming back. There's nothing worse than a $120,000 kitchen <laughs> sitting on top of, like, three million mouse shits. <laughs> yeah, if it was, like, a $90,000 kitchen, it'd be one thing. Right. 
Sure. But for 120, no, you don't. That's not what you want happening. Right. Big baller bear. Damn. I'm going to turn off a lot of listeners with that comment. <laughs> yeah, we just lost all our blue collar listeners, Barry. Thanks for that. Sure, that's not podcast money? <laughs> <laughs> not yet, Craig. Not yet. I wish. I'm That'd waiting. be awesome. You should do a survey on which uh, which is the favorite. Like, Craig, Jay, or Barry. Oh, we've done that. I don't think any of us can handle that. Oh, who, who was the We did the calls. Favorite? We did a vote. It's varied from season to season. Call, calls, though, that's too that's too much effort. We want to get like some, some people who are just going to vote. Barry, Barry just lost the blue-collar vote. <laughs> yeah, Big time. definitely did. <laughs> Damn. Do we want the schedule, Craig, or no? No. It's a long show. Okay. Who cares? No problem. It's the least of our concerns who we're playing. Sounds All good. Right? We need to know when RJ and Obi are coming back and Quentin. We actually have an easy schedule coming up. So. Is anything easy these days, Conrad? Remember, no. it's, it's no. Barry, it's 10 days or they, or they have to get two negative tests within a 24-hour period. All right. Until next time, Conrad, thanks for joining. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Until next time, it is a hard Nick's life. Conrad, you got to say something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice touch. I like it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.